In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. It's a one-year anniversary special. It's the start of the new season. Camp is only five days away, and we're back where we started. Jack, how are you, buddy? I'm good. It has been a crazy year to think. Uh, 12 months ago, I was just a guest on a one-off podcast, um, and then suddenly I've been co-hosting now for 12 months, and uh, it's mad. Thank you for having me for the ride. Thank you, everyone, for listening. It's been an uh, absolute journey. I've had some insane guests on. I've had an incredible amount of people listening. Um, it's just been an absolute blast, to be honest. Excellent. And myself, I decided to have a week off. There wasn't a lot going on in the Browns world. I could have got guests on. I thought, sort of, have a week's off. We're still a 365-day podcast, but sometimes we have a holiday. So... Uh, I think that's the best way to say it. But today, Jack, we're going to talk about the roster camp battles. But before we do that, you've been on holiday, mate. Where have you been? I have. I've been to Amsterdam, Bruges and Guernsey. I uh, managed to bump into a couple of Browns fans on the uh, boat I was on. So uh, I met one who's from Ohio and the other chap. I didn't have a chance to speak to him because he went into a lift, but I did see him wearing a Browns top. Um, in the distance, just Brown's T-shirt. So, uh, hello to that chap, if he is a listener. The biggest question is, do they listen to our podcast? I didn't even drop the podcast one <sighs> because I was walking the opposite way to the Browns fan that I did chat to from Ohio. Um, and uh, he just went, oh, Browns! <laughs> Gave me a high five. And uh, I said, oh, where about you from? And he said, oh, yeah, I'm from Ohio. And uh, that was literally, as far as the conversation went, he went down the stairs. I was... Uh, Head into a restaurant. I'm afraid to say I've been in Ibiza and I didn't see one Browns fan. However, I did meet someone from the Ohio area and we're going to go to Ohio State and a Browns game, the Titans game, hopefully with him. So, uh, yeah, he wasn't like a diehard fan, more of a friend, but he's from the area. So there we go. Nice. In Stockholm, I met a few uh, Ohio fans. I met, um, must have met four or five, four Browns fans. So that was good. Three planned, one random. And uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's have a chat, okay? Let's talk about the camp. There's gonna be a lot of battles going on, and let's let's try and focus on the battles versus just doing a 53-man roster prediction. Yeah, so we'll kick it off. We're just going to go through the offense all the way through to the special defense and special teams. Um, We're literally just going to touch them. So quarterbacks, there is no battle. You could say there's a battle between third and fourth. If we keep a third QB, I don't think it's even really worth touching on. Well, as we're talking quarterbacks, let's just wish Baker Mayfield a congratulations on getting married. Yeah, congratulations, Baker. Done well for yourself. And I mean, I've got to say, this time last year, you were 
talking about Baker Mayfield, I know that you've got a lot of credit for doing this, but you were saying he's the game changer. He's the he's going to be the different eight, different eighter. I don't know if that word's real, but you're right, mate. And uh, I've been going back watching a lot of games from last year, and he really did make a huge difference last year. So uh, well done on backing Baker, and uh, yeah, one year on, he is our quarterback. Yeah, I was on the Baker train really early. I still didn't believe until the pick was actually made that it'd be him. I thought we'd go uh, Donald, but uh, I think Donald will be a good player. I think um, he's going to do well this year. But uh, yeah, Baker's another level and everything analytics says it was always going to be. Do you think there is a battle between Gilbert and Blau for third if we take a third quarterback? I think the battle is, do we take a third quarterback? So I don't think it's as much a battle between those two as individuals. Is can anyone shine enough that we take a third? I'm always in favour of taking three quarterbacks. Um, but uh, it's definitely a uh, battle to see if we will. Do they take Blau, the safe option on practice squad, and just hopefully no one takes him, but he knows the uh, book? Oh, if, if there will certainly be... If there's not a third one on the active roster... Um, there will be one on the practice squad. So um, there's going to be at least three quarterbacks bouncing around the building somehow. I, I'd feel pretty confident in that. Let's move on to the uh, running back room. So the running back room, I think the only real question here is after week eight, Chubb or Hunt, who becomes the starter? I think that is the uh, bigger one. I think Hilliard's going to have a solid role and then I don't think there's much of a battle elsewhere obviously if Duke gets moved on then there might be question marks but I reckon Hunt versus Chubb is going to be an interesting sort of second half of the season uh, competition there Surely Chubb's the starter or maybe not Who knows Um, because Chubb's going to have eight games worth of tear on his body um, which a running back position where you you do get battered um, could be an impact Hunt's obviously going to come in fresher. Um, obviously, he's got to behave himself till then. But um, I think that's going to be an interesting end-of-season battle. Can you see Dorsey picking up another running back this week? Only if uh, Duke Johnson gets moved on. All right, let's move on to wide receiver. So, I think there's definitely discount. Oh, go on then, mate. Just before we go there, I'm going to throw out a question mark here. Austin Charles versus Sefta Valve for the fullback spot. I reckon that is a battle that is actually going to happen. Interestingly, as we talk, Austin Charles has sent me two messages on online. So uh, there we go, mate. Communicating with the players. So yeah, um, I think it's Austin Charles. I don't think Sefta Valve will play halfback. That's my opinion. Yeah, I, I think Austin Charles is definitely the favourite. I think Sefta Valve's competing there. I think Sefta Valve versus his health is going to be the key to finding one. I like some of the stuff he does as a player, and I'd happily keep him around till the end of the year. But um, yeah, it's, it's one of them. But that's a battle. But uh, who knows who's going to uh, be the fullback? Hopefully, we don't even play that much fullback. I'd rather get more skilled players out and about causing carnage. But uh, it is one to keep an eye on. Tight end room, Jack. So tight end room. I don't really see any battles here. Uh, Njoku's the hands-down starter. Harris is the backup. And then is there sort of a Sefta Val versus P. Brown? Um, 
as a third choice. Yeah, I, I could see that battle. Um, and I think that more comes down to Seftaval's health rather than anything else. Yeah, um, Pharrell Brown X Steelers, if I remember correctly. I'm not sure about that. Could be. They've also got the uh, Stefan Carsten, who's the uh, carbon copy of uh, Seth Deval from Princeton. Okay. So um, yeah, it could be. Um, it could be. Uh, yeah, it could be uh, quite quite interesting there. Big question is: Does Seth Deval make the 53 man roster? If he's healthy, I think it's a yes. If he's not, then it's a no. I think a Seftaval versus his health is the biggest battle in the tight end ring. Yeah, I'm just a little bit concerned that Freddie Kitchen just didn't seem to want to play him last year and he was healthy. It's going to be a tough one. Sorry, um, it wasn't Steelers. It was Oakland Raiders he was uh, um, part of. Interesting. So I think we go on to the second biggest battle in the whole of camp uh, in the wide receiver room. I think it's Callaway versus Higgins there for wide receiver three for who gets the most snaps at the start of the season. Another tough one there, Jack. I think um, surely Higgins is going to get more snaps at the start with Callaway looking to progress. I honestly, I hold my hands up. I do not know. Um, I think it could go either way. Um, lots of people would argue that Callaway has more natural talent there, but Higgins has a much better relationship with Baker Mayfield. Um, I think a lot's going to depend on what they want that wide receiver position to be doing. Um, OBJ has his skill set. Landry has his very niche skill set. Um, who knows what they want that third wide receiver to be doing. Um, and then I think, yeah, it's just going to be a really interesting battle between those two for who gets the starting snaps. Um, if they're playing a four wide receiver set, it's those four. They are the only four sort of starter level wide receivers we have on the team. Yeah. Would you put uh, Strong in there as well as a uh, potential? I think there's then a really open battle for fifth and sixth wide receiver on the roster. Um, I wouldn't put Strong into that category yet of like the starting level with you have four of those um, much better wide receivers. Um, I think that's just a straight out battle. I don't think anyone's really going to get any extra credit. None of them have been drafted other than really Ratley. Um, but even that was only a sixth round pick. So I, I don't think they would have any issue cutting him. Um, I think it's just a straight up fight for, for fifth and sixth. Who wants it and who can play better on special teams? Do you think like last year, one place is for special teams and one place is for fifth wide receiver? Um, I think it all depends on what they see. If they see someone that can come in and do a job, then um, they'll get that. If they've got two that can come in and do a job, then they'll work it out on special teams. Um, but one of them, the sixth wide receiver is going to be inactive more or less every time on game day. So um, it doesn't really matter too much. So let's just give them a shout. We've got Dorian Baker. We've got uh, Ishmael Hyman, Blake Jackson, DJ Montgomery, obviously Ratley, a return specialist, Damon Giuseppe, Jalon Strong, and Derek Willie. So there's a lot of people there playing for um, two positions. Yeah, it's a lot of competition. Competition's good. Um, someone's got to link up well with... Uh, 
probably with actually Drew Stanton they've got to build the relationship with because they're probably none of them really going to get that many targets from Baker in camp. So um, who can build the best relationship with Drew Stanton is probably going to be the deciding factor there. Eight potential wide receivers, two potential positions. Pending injuries, of course. That is a battle. Yeah, mate, it's crazy. I, I would not like to be in that wide receiver room, but hey, that's the NFL. There's only 32 teams. Yeah, maybe the carnage um, start. Um, if we just do tackles next, and then we'll do the interior O-line afterwards. So Greg Robinson and Hubbard are starters. And then you've got a battle there of Seaton Lamb, Drew Forbes, uh, Pete Smith's favourite, Brian Finlandofo, I don't know. And then Kai Johnson Armstrong. Um, I think Lamb is solidly in as the third. And then uh, I always favour keeping a fourth tackle. So I think it's probably going to be Drew Forbes there as your fourth tackle. Yep. So we're going to go with pending injury, Forbes and Lamb. Yeah, so no no real battle there um, unless one of the two starting tackles have an absolute mare at camp. Um, I don't expect to see any shocks of like Desmond Harrison going out there and playing a snap with no prep. Did you see Desmond Harrison's already causing trouble in his new team? Oh, he's as good as out of the league. He's done. You think so? He's He's got cut. I can't see a team taking a, uh, another shot on him. So if we move inside to guard, now this is what I would call the number one camp battle. Betonio I think, is... I think there's a bigger one, but anyway, I'll let you have your moment. Betonio is obviously the starter. Starting right guard is up for shots. So it's the only position I'm aware of that a full-on starter that's going to play 100% of snaps is up for grabs. So you've got Corbett, you've got Callis, Kush could potentially have a shout. I wouldn't even rule out Witzerman. So I reckon that this could go any which way. Yeah, I think um, Weissman, he's got obviously experience. Kush has got experience. Austin Corbett's obviously the nearly the so close first round draft pick. Um, yeah, it's a pure battle, mate. Yeah, I reckon it's down to probably Corbett and Callis based on what I saw um, reported from uh, off-season training camps um, because they seem to be the two guys that we're getting the most. I think one's going to be probably your starter and then one's going to be your sort of fourth interior alignment that's going to play if there's an injury. So um, I, th- I reckon there's just a straight battle there, but I could see Kush and Whitsman making the roster as well. Okay. you think there's any risk of them guys being cut at all? Um, it wouldn't surprise me if one of them gets cut. Um, but if you look at sort of the, the centres, you've got Tretter, um, Callis and Wright. I, I, th- I could easily see Callis, Cush and um, Whitsman um, being in the mix. Um, and that would be nine positions for your interior, um, your total O-line on the roster, which is what I prefer. I'm a, I'm a nine O-line guy. Um you get some teams will take eight. Um, I think there's just too much importance in O-line um, that if you like any of them guys, you just hold on to them. Okay, cool. 
have we missed anything in the uh, offense room? No, that is the offense wrapped up and done. So on to the defensive ends. Obviously, everyone knows who the two starters are. Then behind that, you've got Chris Smith, you've got Chad Thomas, you've got Zettel potentially, and I'll throw out Avery in there in the D-end rotation. Um, I think there is a really open battle for your third, fourth, and potentially even fifth defensive end. Um, I don't, as far as I'm aware, see anyone who's solidly made their name there. So um, I, I reckon they're all up for grabs. Zettel's probably getting cut. Um, Why did um, you say that, mate? Because if I'm looking at sort of Avery, Chad Thomas and Chris Smith, I'm putting them above Zettel. Um, there's just too many pieces there. You're, only, you're, never, you're taking four or five. Um, Zettel for me is a comfortable six there. Unless Chad Thomas completely bombs. And the other one is uh, Watt Ray. He was meant to be one of our best potential undrafted free agents. Yeah, he could definitely make a case. If, if he starts out playing Chad Thomas, then goodbye, Chad Thomas. Okay, moving on the inside. So the interior, um, there is definitely a lack of uh, talent behind the two starters. You've got Coley, you've got Davis, you've got Bukale, Lawrence, uh, Price. Um, I think it's everyone's up for grabs. I think uh, Coley's probably, based on last season, going to be your backup three-tech. But um, you're going to need two players in their plan, and they might not even get that many snaps because I think you're more likely to see players like Garrett play inside when we're rotating and you bring Avery on the edge. Um and do lots of really cool NASCAR packages and that sort of stuff. So, um, no, I, th- I think you're going to see some uh, mixing it up, but uh, anyone can have those jobs. I think third and fourth defensive tackle is completely up for grabs for whoever goes out and proves themselves. Exciting times around that. And uh, do you think we could maybe uh, nick someone in the next uh, couple of months before the season starts? The only player I really can think of off the top of my head that's still out there and available is safety, uh, Evan Berry. Um, Evan? Is it not Evan Berry? Um, Eric Berry. Eric Berry. Um, he's the only one off the top of my head that is available and out there. Um, there's sort of a decent level that's going to make that much of a difference. Um, for any team to pick up a free agent, I can't really think of any other free agents that are going to come in and compete for starting snaps. Um, at the moment linebacker linebacker um, oh, this is going to be interesting um, can any of the linebackers battle enough you've obviously got Kirksey and Schobert's going to start can any of them battle enough that uh, it forces Freddie Kitchens um, and the rest of the team to go actually we want to play three linebackers I think the camp battle is, can they encourage them to play more of a 4-3 defense rather than a 4-2-5 defense? So can any of the linebackers prove themselves enough that they should be out there more often? Yeah, it's a good point, Jack. My thought before this uh, podcast was, it's basically the draftees versus the vets. And the, the uh, vets are playing for contracts and the draftees want game time. So... I think the whole linebacker room is a is a huge battle. 
Oh, it's, it's certainly a battle. You've got some seasoned vets in there. Ray Ray Armstrong, seventh season. Kirksey, sixth season. Schobert, fourth season. Um, Taylor, fifth season. Um, that is some uh, players that have been around a while. So um, they're going to have to go out there and compete. Um, I, I reckon some of that young blood, obviously, Mac Wilson and Taki Taki are definitely on the team. Um, I would like to see only five linebackers kept. Um, but uh, it's definitely one that's going to be interesting. Yeah. So let's move on to the cornerback room. Yeah. So if we look at the cornerbacks, um, will when will Greedy beat probably Money Mitch, I would say, out of a starting job? I think is definitely one um, that's a camp battle that could happen really early on. Could be for week one. I think they might wait slightly into the season but uh if he does play really well keep an eye on him to uh come straight out the gates yeah that quarterback room's gonna it's got it all i think you got mitch carry versus greedy it's uh all up for grabs yeah, you got Tavarius Thomas, who I think has got a really good shot of taking the sixth cornerback spot for special teams. I think you've also got an argument for uh, Philip Gaines to take the fifth spot because he played really well when he got the chances. So I, th- I think the room's pretty much set. Um, if I had to make the predictions, and six is what you would sort of expect, I think you're looking at Ward number one, Greedy number two, number three outsiders, Money Mitch. I've put four as the slot, which is Carry. Fifth as Philip Gaines. Six as Tavares Thomas. Can anyone come in and compete? Well, certainly. Um, it's a very hard position to evaluate, um, and weird stuff always happens. Will we carry a seventh? I've, I've got no issue with more cornerbacks on the roster, but um, no, I reckon it's, a, uh, it's an exciting room to look at because anything goes. I definitely think it's uh, stronger than last year. And... Uh a lot more depth to that uh, cornerback room. I think last year I was fighting for Mike Jordan and uh, I've got a year fighting for, but it was a bit of fun. So uh, yeah, look, really looking forward to the uh, camp battles uh, this week. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's a really good one. It's a loaded room and whoever wins, we know we've got quality there. So I would say it's potentially outside of running back, one of our deepest uh, rooms for people are going to come out and do a job. Excellent. Safety room. So if we go to the safeties, just scrolling down, obviously you've got Randall there and there's going to be some uh, contract questions that's still bouncing around. Um, who knows when that's ever going to get done. Um, I think there's a, there's a decent enough question on who's going to start alongside him. I think it's pretty much set in there um, as Morgan Burnett or Eric Murray, I'd say, Burnett's probably the favourite. Um, you've got Murray in there. Um, you've also got Jermaine Whitehead that's done a lot in sort of OTAs, um, playing lots of different roles on the defence. So I reckon Whitehead could potentially come in, play a lot of stuff. Whether he's going to be a sort of a third linebacker, a slot cornerback, he, he seems like he's just going to be a Swiss army knife of running around causing carnage. So if you go Whitehead... Um, Redwine, Randall, Murray, Burnett. That's five corners. And uh, it could be a case of five corners. Yeah, don't forget, Redwine was drafted quite high up. So uh, 
I think he's not going to get cut. I think he's got a lot of energy and I think he's in it for the long time. Um, I, th- I think he's definitely got a shot. Um, it all just depends what sort of idea they've got planned for Whitehead. Um, but yeah, you, you're going to see probably a couple of weird cuts because, hey, um, these things happen. But uh, yes, one I'm going to be keeping an eye on. Don't forget also injuries. We could all be sitting here looking at the roster and then boom, two major injuries that we don't want, but it can happen. Yeah. And then obviously there's a battle at kicker, a battle at punter and our long snapper. Mate, you took my thunder there. That was the biggest battle I was going to go on about. The kicker. Go on then. It's the biggest battle in it. It's the kicker. I think this this is the biggest one out of them all, I reckon. I would say the punter is a bigger battle because I'd be surprised if they... Uh, don't keep Siebert now um, because he was drafted, whereas the punter is Colquitt versus Scottish Hammer. Um, I reckon that's more of an open fight, but uh, it's certainly going to be an interesting one to keep an eye on. Greg Joseph, if he just keeps kicking, he may just uh, do enough to get that uh, kicking spot. I would say they're going to run with Siebert and Greg Joseph could easily come back by, say, week two, three, depending yeah, if Siebert yeah. has a mare. But uh, yeah, kickers are so replaceable. It's easy. Um, yeah. Unless you've got Justin Tucker, um, maybe Greg the leg, um, Zerline, then uh, you just keep hunting. And what about uh, Scottish uh, Hammer? Do you think he's got a chance? Uh, I think he's definitely got a shot. Um, I think it's going to be hard to topple Colquitt because Colquitt is a very, very good punter but at the same time they're going to need to be cutting corners and saving some money here there and everywhere and if you can save some money on a punter's salary and you're happy that um the scottish hammer is going to give you say 90 percent of the production you're gone because we're we're overspending they've got to start saving some money somewhere yeah i texted him earlier really weird situation when i was down in your neck of the woods i was on a stag do and i met a guy who who used to report into his dad so oh. uh, uh, he goes, you know, um, there's a boy, my dad, my uh, boss's dad, a son, plays for a team called the Cleveland Browns. I went, uh, who's that? And he goes, I don't know, Jimmy, Jimmy, so-and-so, uh, name didn't go into my head. I was like, what? Scottish Hammer, then it all clicked. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, he's got, he's coming back to... Uh, Cleveland on Tuesday, I spoke to him earlier on, so uh, that's quite exciting. No, it's, uh, it's crazy times. There's a lot of excitement going to be there at camp. Um, everyone's going to be having to compete, basically. Um, Baker Mayfield will go out there and compete anyway, but uh, literally everyone else is competing for sort of a starting role or um, something else. I'd say you've got the people that don't have to go out there and really compete for anything, I would say is Baker wouldn't, Batonio wouldn't, um, Miles Garrett doesn't. Well, I'd say even Miles Garrett does because Vernon's going to keep him on his toes. OBJ is going to be out there competing because he's going to want more of the ball. Um, there is a lot of players that will go out there and compete. I'd say Randall's potentially another one that doesn't, but uh, more or less everyone's got something on the line. Uh, and um, Titan and Joku. And Joku, yeah, he's got to compete if he wants to stay with the Cleveland Browns. Um, Dorsey's made from day one that he's not really a fan of his. Um, and uh, yeah, fingers crossed he can prove it. I, I think he is an absolute talent. If he, he could easily rack up a lot of touchdowns this year because um, when we get to the red zone, 
he's a sensible one. And then as well, if OBJ and sort of Callaway are shutting down the outside of the field and causing teams to focus on them, then who are you going to throw at? Jarvis Landry or a yak monster like um, Njoku who's going to run it down the field? You're going to aim for the bigger target, the more athletic target, and that's just is what it is. Excellent. Well, look, guys, we're at the start of our second year now, so please keep telling your friends, liking, um, retweeting. I'm out for the Titans, the Bills, the Steelers game, all at home. I want to meet as many people as I possibly can. Do a bar crawl the night before. And then, obviously, away games, Jets, Pats, Cardinals, Bengals, Steelers, and the Broncos. So if you're going to them games, send me a DM, exchange telephone numbers. It'd be great to meet you on the travels. Exciting times. Good luck, Paul. Have an excellent time. And then I will uh, see you next week. Excellent. Some interesting facts. Five more sleeps till the Browns training camp starts. 19 more sleeps to the uh, Browns first preseason game. Jack, you know how excited I do get about preseason. And you know more about preseason than if we hit a Super Bowl. <laughs> I can't really comment four and zero preseason, and we went six and zero, sixteen and zero. So, uh, yeah, you can easily get me on that one every time, mate. Every year, but I do get excited. So, uh, and then um, uh, forty-nine more sleeps until the Browns start the NFL season. I've already booked off all of the primetime games. I now have the next day booked off a half day of holiday because uh, if the game isn't finishing until like four, half four in the morning, then uh, I'm going to need some sleep before I go into work. And uh, it's coming up to the start of the season, which means a lot of pressure on me and my personal relationship. I'm sure she doesn't listen to the show, but she will be getting the chop because we are coming into the NFL season. So uh, I will be single ready to mingle and get the flights in. Fingers crossed she doesn't listen to the show. You're unbelievable. (laughs) Browns first, girls second. Well, thanks all for listening. Hopefully it's not the lovely lady Paul mentioned. (laughs) And um, no, have a fantastic time, guys. Thank you so much for your insane amount of support over last year. It's been an absolute blast. And um, yeah, go Brownies. Woof, woof. (laughs) 